0: Now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncy. We are here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, at the Living the Dream Studios, and I got D Boy alongside me here today. What's going on, D Boy? What's cracking? What's cracking, P? Oh man, a whole lot of everything. A whole lot of everything. We also got a familiar voice around here, my guy Spencer Shea is in the building. Spencer hey Shea, what's now, going on? Say now. Hey now, say now, baby. Hey now, say now. Back Hi. in the booth. Back in the booth. And we got a lot to talk about and a lot to get to, a lot to get to today. But um for starters, you know, I like to give some quick announcements. And the first announcement is check me out on the Boxer Spotlight. That's a new show hosted by Pacific University Boxer. Um, Sports Information Director, Mike Smith, it was a really cool show for me to do to be able to just talk about my experience as alum as an alum at Pacific University. obviously got to talk a little bit about you know just the importance of, of what that school has meant to me and everything that it is that I've been able to do up to this point in my career, uh, my experience and time at Pacific University, which, was very vital and pivotal to my life in so many different ways and just a whole lot more, just to get to learn more about me. So um, go ahead and check that out. It's on uh, the Boxers' social media, Twitter in particular. If you go to Pacific Boxers' uh, Twitter, you'll be able to find it there. I also reposted it, so it should be somewhere near the top of my timeline on Twitter as well, so make sure that you go ahead and check that out. Also, this week's games were canceled. For Portland State against Northern
1: Arizona, Um, COVID protocols. What can I say? (laughs) Yeah, that's a little odd considering on Friday they're gonna open up all the restaurants and. Well, well, it wasn't. well, Well, to be fair, it wasn't Portland State that
0: didn't have that had the issue. It was Northern Arizona. So. Um, Yeah, they are opening up Portland here, though, pretty soon. So tomorrow, to be exact, as we're recording this here on a Thursday night. But, um, yeah, due to COVID protocols, games are canceled. So what do you know? Um, It doesn't really affect me as much because I only commentate the home games anyway. And these games were supposed to be on the road. So they were supposed to be in Arizona this week playing a couple Big Sky Conference games against Northern Arizona. But that's not quite going to happen. Last week, though, they had a split against the University of Montana that they really should have swept the weekend. Um, the first game, very bad outing last Thursday night, a week ago from today, um, they lost in overtime. So it was a heartbreaking loss. Gave up a game-winning, th- a game-tying three-pointer, excuse me, at the buzzer to send the game into overtime, and they just never really had much momentum offensively in that game anyway. So overtime was all Grizz, and then. They bounced back Saturday with a victory over the University of Montana. So, like I said, definitely was a situation where they should have been able to split because before giving up that game time, three-pointer, they sent the guy to the free-throw line. He missed the front end of the 1-1 and with four seconds left, where had he just made that free-throw, about- the game would have been sealed. He missed the front end of the 1-1. One- the and They take the rebound off the rim launch it up court and just throw up a prayer and and, that's ne- I mean, and, and it, it was answered. The prayer was answered. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's just never a good... There mean, was a God. Thank you. Ne- it's never a good strategy, I think, to try to do that front front of the rim to get the rebound. Like, just make the free throw, you know? It's well, like, no, it wasn't intentional. He just missed the free throw. Oh, <laughs> no,
0: oh, no oh, making... No, no yeah. He wasn't oh, trying to miss the free throw. Oh. No, 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 no. By no means. He wanted to make that free throw, but like I said, they just had a bad outing offensively oh, up to that point. So it, it, it had nothing to do with them trying to have some unorthodox game plan. You just got to make your free throws. It wasn't, it it wasn't throws. strategy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's just free, free money. for a reason. Yeah, yeah. you, you, you got to make your free throws. Um, that's about it on my end. What y'all got that y'all need to push or promote? Oh, yeah, one more one more thing. Also, um, I said last week that the rep Janelle Bynum interview that I did was going to be in Street Roots this week, but it'll actually be next week. Um, They already had some things slated, and we're a weekly publication, so they had some things already slated for this week around the time that I interviewed her, so just wait another week, and we'll actually talk a little bit about that. I won't get into the specifics of the interview, but in connection to some recent reports that have come out in regards to policing here in Portland, I do think there will be a, a very valuable connection to the interview that I did that many of you will get to read or even hear on the Street Roots podcast next week to some of the recent reporting that has come out in regards to the nastiness
1: of Portland policing. But uh, yeah, what y'all got? No announcements on my end. Well, I mean, I'm still just pushing Play for Par. You can follow me at Play for Par Talk about on it. Instagram. I'm starting a... Uh, what is Play for Par? So, I, it's a golfing uh, clothing brand. Um, I like to think of it, I'm an, you know, more of like a golfing lifestyle brand because I I like to play disc golf and stick golf and, you know, even foot golf is fun. But it's basically just a, a, the idea to just, you know, play within your game. I have exclusive limited run t-shirts that are on sale. You can just directly message me on Instagram and I can get them hooked up for you to ship anywhere in the country. And, uh, you know, we're going to have more uh, designs coming out as the year goes. And uh, I'm just really excited about the project. Uh, and it's uh, doing that with LTD wear, obviously, because absolutely that's just you know you got to keep it within the within the circle. For, for sure, sure. And, for uh, sure, yeah. So it's tight. It's going good. Disc golf. I've never done it before. Me either. It's really fun. I know it gets a bad rap, but it's really fun. Why does cheap. it get a bad? Rap? Like, is there like? I think you know, it's because what? I think it's because, like, generally speaking, you think of like hippies I or think like of old people. Or well, you know, old people. Th- the thing is, is that the sport has gotten so just with like the advancement of sports science. Like, obviously, a lot of the same like kinetic mechanics are involved in throwing a disc as like hitting a golf ball, or whatever. So, people have just gotten super athletic at it, and so it's like very viable in its athleticism, and it's like sporting, I guess you would say, but it's just, it's, it's just, it's progressed o- over the last few years. What is but the
2: objective? Like, what do you It's just do? like, well,
1: you, you throw a disc into a basket, and just like golf, and you count your strokes. 18 holes? 18 holes. Really? And, yeah, that's and crazy. it's time. No, it's funny.
2: Fucking- <laughs> it, when you say a disc, like a, fris- a Frisbee? Like,
1: well, th- yeah, sort of. I mean, they're, they are, they're, they're just, they're made a little differently. There's like different uh, molds of plastic that you make, but bro, some of these people are, some of these guys are throwing discs like 700 feet. Like, precisely. It's it's pretty insane. And it's super cheap, and, like, it, it, like it's totally free most of the time. Like, 99.9% of the time, every courses are free. And and it's, like... Are they, like, manicured courses, like, nice? Or is it just, I like, mean, in a field no, or a park? It's, or no, like, it's usually in, like, park with, like, trees and stuff. It doesn't have to be as manicured, because you don't have to play on the ground, obviously. Right, so, like, right. you can play in forested areas. I mean, it's it's really fucking fun. And it's cool, like, you know, you can... It's, it's like golf, too, so, like... If you want to take it seriously, you can, but also you can, like, drink a beer and, like, smoke a cigar and, right. like, hung out with your friends in the park and, like, throw discs. It's... I really enjoy it. It's really fun. Ooh. It keeps me... It keeps me grounded, you know, especially when you is don't it, have is enough money Is it score
2: kept for... like that? It, with the yeah. whole play for par thing? Same. Is it, like, you, you keep the score the yeah. same way?
1: Yeah, exactly. You keep okay. the sco- score, okay. you know, based on however many strokes is par on each hole. Okay. And uh, so that's what pr- play for par is. It's, like, I literally just came up with it in, like, like... I just wanted to remind myself to, like, try to play within my game. Because I just just, you know, when you try to overextend yourself, a lot of the times, like... It's it's almost like the concept, you ain't going to get a hole-in-one by trying.
2: It's, it's going to be when you're not expecting it. You're just trying to yeah, it's get like, on exactly. the green you just and want you to nail that... Mo- the, yeah. the, the,
1: when you, you play best on the golf course, and I think also in life, when you're just playing confidently within yourself and not trying to, like... You know, put too much pressure on yourself one way or take too much or pressure Or get that yourself. birdie
2: or whatever. You're yeah, just you trying just, to play for par. That's usually
1: when you have the best the, the best rounds and the best days is when, like, everything is just clicking and you're just playing within yourself. So gotcha. that's what play for par is about. For sure. Thank you for letting me plug that. That's hard. <laughs> no, it's good, man. you hear, here.
0: You're here, yeah, man. You, yeah. when, when, when you show up, you can plug it from time yeah, to time. But like I said, I just... You, like... Play this disc golf sport like all the time. I play it all the time. I I talk to you obviously very frequently, and you've always kind of talked about it, but I never really knew. And part of it was just because maybe I never really asked, or I don't know, maybe I never really full-on cared to understand the sport element of disc golfing. But we're here on a sports podcast. So why not bring it up here yeah. on this platform rather than just me, you know, chopping it up with you and it becoming fluff over time well, because we weren't able to bring the value of the knowledge that Spencer Shea has about this <laughs> golf to the Wake Up I, and pre- Win podcast. I'm pretty lady.
1: knowledgeable. I'm pretty. I'm, pre- I'm get pretty deep. We got to get you out playing one of these days. You know that uh, big guys, tall people can throw discs usually much further so
0: okay like, so size matters in disc golf is, I would is say it rank. like is it like having a you know having a mismatch in the nba when you got a smaller guy no is it, i think it's is more it, like
2: the torque like you said baseball yeah, having yeah. longer arms exactly. being taller i exactly. think that's yeah, all. the like, width and okay i arm. thought
0: you was talking mouse in the house a little but, bit no, you <laughs>
1: know what <I> mean? <laughs> no man i mean you know actually you know what like you, you're, 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 you're you're you might be kind of fucked if you get underneath like trees and stuff yeah i mean you have to play that disc where it lies so like if you get underneath the trees some branches or something like being tall, like sometimes that's not very good, you know, but
0: okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. All then. Well, that was real cool to hear. Um, let's just get into some content now We're 10 minutes into this thing. And I just want to ask you all just a, a flat out question. Part of it, obviously dealing with sport and Mark Cuban and I'll read his statement here shortly. After we kind of get into some of this dialogue in regards to it. But the Dallas Mavericks have not been playing the national anthem this year ahead of its games. The right. NBA didn't even realize it, honestly, until they had a nationally televised game a couple days ago and all of this thing came up to the surface. Um, obviously, politically, the NBA has, um, they're, they're, they're required to play the national anthem ahead of these games. It's been a long time policy, a long time requirement. But before, like I said, getting into Mark Cuban's statement and some of the ins and outs of what we think in regards to how this affects and impacts the NBA and their social activism, which we've seen pretty much across the board throughout this league, I just want to know this. When it comes to the national anthem now, after everything that's going on in these last four or five years or so since Kaepernick initially took the knee. What does the national anthem mean to you two today? Does it hold any value
2: in your own individual
0: lives? No. It's it's
2: negative value. And did it before? Negative value. No. Before, I thought it was paying homage to being a proud American. That's what I thought the national anthem was. Now, it's a negative connotation, and that's it. It's associated negatively, and so that's how I look at it. I don't care about it. I don't think about it. But if I had to have a feeling about it, it's racial and negative, even within the National Anthem's verbiage.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right about that. It definitely, if there was any value to it, it has subtracted value now. I mean, mm-hmm. just in like, I think mainly in the fact that people have shown, you know, more and more as, you know, in recent years that they don't feel you know some sort of patronage to that song and when you continually you know i mean you're essentially forcing people to have to listen to something that that is attached to trauma and the more you do that you're just going to hurt people more i never i mean as a kid i know that you said because you were like you know it, it, to, to the the feeling of being a proud american and totally like we all played sports when you know it's for for when we were real little kids and been in many sports you know games and they play the national anthem. I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I especially if I was playing, even if I wasn't playing, I'm just like the whole time. I'm just like, can we just stop? Like, can we get through the national anthem? Mm-hmm. To me, it was always a nuisance.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: we're just trying to we're just trying to watch this game here, and then we got to do this national anthem. Usually, somebody comes out and sings it, not very well, <laughs> and it's just like I don't know. It just to me, it like inserts this idea uh the only time the national anthem to me has ever been valuable in terms of like being like a patriot is in the Olympics. That's the yeah. only time that it to, for me has ever really felt like it meant something. It meant something, absolutely, absolutely. Now
0: it's interesting because I remember back when I was playing college ball at Pacific, which which I already acknowledged a little bit earlier, and my head coach, really great guy, one of the coolest guys still really close to me to this day, Tim Cleary, um He was huge on us, making sure that we respected the national anthem in pregame, having your hand over your heart, all that good stuff. Um, And a lot of it was because he comes from a military family. His dad was in the military, so on and so forth. So that's what it was at that time. And this is between 2014 and 2016. So just before Kaepernick came out and made the entire world conscious in regards to the national anthem, what it means, obviously what it was he was protesting in regards to his fight and his stance against police brutality. And at the time, I didn't think much of it. When coach, you know, kind of gave his speech as to why he wanted us to all have our hands over our hearts, I did it. Not because I leaned either way because, like I said, this is before Kaepernick ever took the kneel, but just because it's like, you know what? I'm I'm an American. I'm proud of it. I can respect it. I'll put my hand over my heart. I'm still in these gyms today just by way of a commentator, and it's really cool, obviously, because I'm seeing different demonstrations from these different college basketball teams, and how they're responding to the national anthem, and I get up and stand during the national anthem, but I don't put my hand over my heart, I really don't even, I just kind of zone out, (laughs) like, it's not a moment for me now, these days, when the national anthem is happening, so, like I said, before getting into some of the NBA elements of this thing, like, I I just want to start to get to know what it means to us as Americans anymore. Like I said, obviously, it'll be case by case. I also think a part
2: of it was a respect factor. I think even younger, before you was an adult and all of that, we grew up in so many gyms, so many different sports events where that was always the premise of how you started off a game, whether it be baseball. That's how you do it. tradition, really. Exactly. So I think for... cause when you say zone out shit sometimes as a kid I used to zone out through that but by default and by just the respect that I had and was raised with you put your hand over your heart and you be quiet and you look toward Mm -hmm. the flag. I was more so just on manners than it was I was doing this because I'm looking at this flag and I'm I'm getting deep in the fact of being an American And I'm overly (laughs) patriotic. You know what I'm saying? So like I said I think like you said it was a tradition for a long time but when we finally got old enough, or people used a platform enough to bring the light, what the tradition really represent, it made it far more unnecessary.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the 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 whole you know spark behind you know when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for the national anthem and the real controversy about the song, like on a like a objective level, is the lyrics. You right, know, the That's lyrics are the, yeah. are not awesome and. That's why, like, for me, I'm always just like, well, why wouldn't you just, eat? you know, because people are always talking about let's let's change the national anthem. I have been railing this for you. I have been saying this for I, at least ten years. I have many friends be with this. I've been saying that America the Beautiful, if you were gonna pick an old song, should be the national anthem anyway, just off of lyrical. And strength, I was gonna Aloha. say that. I think it's it still such a should stronger an melody, anthem. in my
2: opinion. I think it should be something that re- still because it's not a criticism to people who served in the military. I think it's a way that these people should still be honored and feel like it's not a diss, but not the National Anthem. So, so, what,
0: what I guess I'm kind of getting here, I hear what you're saying from America uh, the Beautiful. By the way, I agree just because a few days ago watching that Super Bowl her fucking killed America the Beautiful, and it sounded far more pleasing to the ears than the national anthem it's did. It's such a it great was, song. It was she killed the it. The lyrics alone. She killed it. With the
1: <laughs> and, and she you know ripped the guitar solo. I, I mean, she I, just shredded I it. I don't. I didn't read the article, but I saw something. It was like she's being she's being sued. She's hit with like a three million dollar lawsuit following the performance. I didn't. I, didn't I hear about know. that. I don't know. I'm I gonna go look that. into it. Yeah, I saw. I don't know what it's about. For sure, and we'll get back to
0: the Super Bowl in a minute. But but going back to that, I don't mind us just updating things like to, to the same them. way the same way we talk about updating the Constitution. I think the same logic could yeah, it's go. It's an old ass, ancient an ass, old ass, racist ancient ass song. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, pretty simple. We should be open should and willing be... to update the we, anthem to we meet where our it. should have been woke a long time today. ago.
2: It should have been a push for this a long time ago. It sucks yeah. that something has been embedded in a tradition so long. You know, it's been a lot of smart people, a lot of woke and conscious people, and it sucks that it's even taken this long to. I'm not saying it to have these conversations because they... But this process should already came and gone. Yeah, it should should be updated already, Absolutely.
0: I want to read Mark Cuban's statement, though, because I do want to kind of talk about how this affects NBA activism in particular. Um, But Mark Cuban, he made a statement on the 10th saying, we respect and always have respected the passion people have for the anthem and our country. But we also loudly hear the voices of those who feel that the anthem does not represent them. We feel that their voices need to be respected and heard because they have not been. Going forward, our our hope is that people will take the same passion that they have for this issue and apply the same amount of energy to listen to those who feel differently from them. Only then we can move forward and have courageous conversations that move this country forward and find what unites us.
1: Well said, Cuban cigar. Well. And I love Mark Cuban in the fact that he knows that it's all just—I mean, come on—the NBA's support of you know activism by the players, shit, even their own advocating for their own contracts has always been flimsy. It's always been grandstanding. I mean, Adam Silver is clearly just trying to go to, to to please both sides of it, like you said. And and I'm I'm sure of it. They didn't know that these fools weren't playing the National Anthem for the start of the season 20-plus games ago.
2: I'm going to tell you what (laughs) I liked about that the most. What was the most articulate, educated, slick shot that was in that whole message? It was the fact that he said, take the same energy about your disposition for this and apply it towards trying to understand the opposite side. That was his way of saying what we all just agreed about. This shit don't even mean that much to 80% of the motherfuckers who's standing for it anyway. They blanking right. out anyway. So right. for the amount of passion and mad you are about uh, th- two to three minutes of a song not being played before a game, take that same passion and try to understand the the size of, you know, the, the police brutality in in in, in the black Culture, uh, things that we're gonna talk about, the the arrest rates and things of that nature. Like, take that same energy that you're taking about a damn song that is misrepresenting a lot of Americans, it, it, and try to understand why we feel how we feel. And and that was that was hard. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree with you 100 percent
0: there. I'm actually looking forward to the day. Um, Dave Zirin, who to me is one of the best sports journals when it comes to the intersection of sports and politics, he's coming out with a book called The Kaepernick Effect. And I actually got to recommend or, or refer one of the students that I went to school with. Her name is Jordan Oster. And she always, you know, and she's a white girl, but she always put up the Black Power Fist during the national anthem. Um, It was the year after I left and I I just became a commentator at Pacific, obviously graduated school there, finished my playing career. But as I was commentating, she always put the fist up. And basically the point of Zyron having this book was to talk to voices that we don't often hear in regards to how demonstrative they've been. During the National Anthem, since Kaepernick initially took the knee at the high school levels and youth sports levels and things of that sort. So I'm definitely looking forward to that in regards to just being able to hear a little bit more of the generalization when it comes to the the National Anthem at more levels beyond just the professional level where we see the headlines, where we have the Mark Cuban headlines, where obviously we had the Kaepernick headlines, and so on and so forth. So that's going to be really cool to see. But in it's regards the to Kaepernick the NBA, effect. it's called The Kaepernick Effect. I cool. think it'll be out later in the year in 2021. We'll definitely probably get Dave Zyron on the show when that book does come out. Um, I think he's already turned it in to be published but you know the book publishing process it, it can be a lengthy one. Um, he didn't but, have problems with getting with using that name that's a hard name. Well well I know Kaepernick and Zyron have a decent relationship on you got it on the strength of be, on the, strength the, of activism, activism. On the activism there yeah okay. like yeah. I remember at the time when Kaepernick wasn't really talking to media and he was actually being criticized because he had stopped speaking to media. One of the only media people that he was willing to talk to was Dave Zirin because Dave Zirin has this long-standing history of just being just absolutely dominant when it comes to his coverage of the intersection of sports and politics. So I I don't know. If that's going to be a problem going forward, but I would imagine Zyron and and Kaepernick have a relationship with each other. Yeah, and Zyron's written a book on Jim Brown before, so Zyron knows how to write these autobiography esque books. I don't think this is an autobiography in itself, obviously, but he's done that in the past, so I would imagine he's good on that front. Um, But with the NBA, how does this affect the NBA and what we've known the NBA to become now that? it has been announced that teams will get fined and the National Anthem must be played ahead of these games because of the conversation that has been sparked after the Dallas Mavericks.
2: And so Mark now Eden. the Mavericks have to play it, or are they going to be fined? They got to play it. Yeah, every that's team has to play it. it. Yes, it's It's, uh, it's been I a just, policy. It's been a that's, long-standing that's policy. Just, They're trying to play both
1: sides. Exactly. It's all flimsy. And it's I think whack. that if... I mean, I, I feel like Mark I wouldn't put it past Mark Cuban to say, I'm just going to start eating fines then. No, if that's I, how it's going to be. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to take a stand. And if the NBA... You have to use their, their, yeah, their lack goes of back, back to, money to again, That's them, bullshit.
2: I'm going to tell you right now what it does for me, as far as the NBA, it goes back to making me think that that whole bubble bullshit was bullshit. Why take all the extra steps to do this stuff on the floor and, you know, really push this Black Lives Matter movement and then turn around and and threaten a fine for for a national anthem not being played it 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 just it's too much it's too much uh not controversy contradiction It's too much of it. So that's my opinion on it. Yeah, no, I I feel it. And I try to more so lean towards the athletes
0: in particular when it comes to the activism that we see in the NBA. That's who I like to follow. I know Adam Silver gets a lot of credit because he's the commissioner of this league where athletes have been very outspoken, have been very demonstrative in their regard to standing up against social injustices. Um, So for me... While I get what you're saying in regards to it maybe kind of affecting some of the credibility maybe of the NBA, I would say more so Adam Silver in particular because this is a policy that I think he needs to lift. It's been a policy in the NBA. There's money when it comes to the national anthem being played in, 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 in ahead of these sporting events. I mean, I mean but, what,
1: for, from where, though? It's a royalty-free music. It's not, I got a very important I mean, question. Well, who a who very important shit? question. I, I, I hear you. Like, I don't Do, care about
0: about it being played or not, but I'm just saying there's been a policy in place for a
2: long time. Do you guys enjoy politics
1: being so heavily pushed in sports nowadays? Absolutely. I do because I think that the arena of sports is the perfect place to, you know, highlight in a respectful way, the discourse of the country. The of, way the that, uh, uh, I, of the world. Definitely of the world. Of the world. I, but I mean, you I see think it it's now. The m- I mean, think sports are I don't like- think it's their responsibility.
2: And, no, but- and as crazy as it take as it, as it sounds, I'm only saying that... I, I'm not saying I don't think players should take a stand and do... I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, for the blatant disrespect that the NFL has shown towards black people... Am I right or wrong? No, you're right. We still watch that shit. The Super Bowl, the regular season, all the shit. You're never going to not. And that's kind of what my point is. The stand has to be with us as consumers. And we keep going through this roundabout cycle of what the NFL should do. And now what the NBA should do and who's better. It's literally going to take, when we're talking about money, because that keeps being the ultimate come back they're going to find but if they don't ha, th- like they we literally have to stop watching this shit but that, that's why i said what i said you, you, and, that's and, why and it's unfortunate but that's where it's going to hit the hardest otherwise it's going to be this same cycle and they're well, going to have the power if we stop watching nba because they're not playing the national anthem before the game <laughs> i guarantee you the fucking nba will not be playing the national anthems before the games Going forward really? next I, season.
1: I, I mean, sure. I, I hear you. Exactly. I hear millions of people. Exactly. I
0: hear you on that. And, and that's why I was very particular in saying what I just said a few minutes ago in regards to when it comes to the NBA activism, I only look to the players in that regard because I don't trust the, the owners. owners. Right. I don't trust the league. And it's right. I don't totally, trust, it's, it's totally different. Which is why I said so, players the can do
2: the that still. But that's and once again on a player-based level, I would much more appreciate it. I hate this overall pressure of what the NBA and the NFL should be doing because no, we right. know who runs that shit anyway. Well, listen, and it's a constant thing. circle of the same. I mean, look, if you,
1: to, to, to zoom a, a little bit out and, and to look at things, I think, just a little bit more objectively and, like, look at Adam Silver's so far the legacy that he's building as a commissioner. Right. Compared to David Stern. Absolutely. David Stern was like for the owners really. He he built up the league. And we, had, Silver, we
0: had we had Eton Thomas come on here and, and talk and about Adam that Silver in a real way.
1: Is for the players. Right. Yeah. If you're gonna unfortunately with the way that it's going right now in in the NBA's, you know, vocalization about being act you know a uh, uh, activist friendly and, and trying to push you know racial relations and things like that it's just the way that it's set up right now is that the players are are the only ones that have the capacity to put the pressure and the and, and on Adam Silver against his legacy of being the players commission. and that's why again
0: i love athlete led activism which is what we're talking about right
2: here now we've
0: had this the conversation this in regard so to why the point, can't why can't can the athlete ha-
2: say why can't the athlete say Stop watching us for thirty
1: days. They they absolutely could, but the problem is that the owners aren't gonna do that. If every owner or even what do you if, mean if the owners ain't
2: gonna do that? Well, Kyrie, if we're being honest, Kyrie tried. it. if we're being honest. That's what I'm trying that to say. Was part that, of- and that's what I mean by. I mean I enjoy what we do as a podcast, so I'm not sick of having conversation. I'm sick of the same circle of is this right or is this wrong or should this be done from a league standpoint, when we're not doing anything to hurt the league. We're not hitting the league where it hurts. They're hitting the players where it hurt. They're hitting the owners where it hurt in this owner-friendly situation we're talking I mean, the player-friendly situation we're talking about. But the league is never getting hurt. And that's my problem. They don't give a fuck if Kaepernick in the league or not. You yeah. know, and quite they, frankly, they for how many money black off of him not being there. and quite frankly for how many black people that they employ, they could feel like they're doing a hell of a job for the black community. That, and I'm not justifying that in any way, shape, or form. What I'm saying is, all of that is just perspective until we get down to the facts. And the facts is they're threatening to 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 pay. I mean, charge a fine. For a song not being played, that's really here, disrespectful. Here would
0: be my here would be my question to that because, like I said, I'm not a, against what you're saying. I think this goes back again to a conversation that we had when Kaepernick, w- when people yeah. were talking about boycotting the league with Kaepernick. We can go as recent as the bubble when you had the Kyrie Irvings and the Stephen Jacksons of the world who were saying that guy shouldn't have went shouldn't to the bubble. But my question in that in that now becomes this though. I understand the importance and the significance in that we should put social injustices at the forefront uh, uh, our fight against social injustices at the forefront of just about anything in all of our lives. I get that. But when you speak to the athlete activism in particular, if there's no NBA... Do you think that takes away from the platform that these guys have? Because no. I thought, because no. one thing that I thought, let me no. finish, let me finish. Because one thing that I thought was very significant was the when the Bucks, post-game. no, let me finish, when the Bucks walked out and didn't play in the playoff oh, yeah. game in the bubble. Yeah. Had they not went to the bubble, we wouldn't have had that moment. So, when I'm speaking but to it, it was is, so
2: short-lived. Had they not went to the bubble, we'd still be talking about it. Because they didn't play for one game, it meant absolutely nothing. People were literally saying, oh, that was pointless. Like, you, do you get what I mean? No. We would you, st- If they have, didn't you, play you, no more, we would still be talking about that. But, but
0: it would hold more weight. So. I'm, I'm more so just speaking to the awareness aspect of things. That's all I'm speaking to. Man, this we, country... Is it's called social has a
2: media, These people that we watch on TV every day, we listen to and we see more and we hear more about their personal lives, lives and stances on social media than we do on TV. When we see them on TV, it's watching them play and it's that yeah, short post game interview they, they, afterwards.
1: They have infra- they have like numbers that show that most people who like engage in NBA. Uh, media generally, aren't even watching the games anyway. They and that's
2: just, all I'm saying. I know I know people who you know are faithful basketball no, fans I, who go I, to YouTube at the saying. end of the day and you, watch I, the highlights. What you're
1: saying is, I, I understand what you're, you're saying. <laughs> I get what you're you. saying, but... <sighs> It's, I'm, it's, I'm supporting. Like, I'm gonna
0: just go. I'm gonna just keep it honest. I'm supporting the. I'm supporting when I, I'm gonna be intentional in saying why I still watch the NFL and why I still watch the NBA in particular. I don't really watch baseball. I don't really watch hike, hockey. I don't watch anyway. the sports. I, well, I used to watch baseball a lot when I was younger. But what I'm saying is. I definitely watch the sports where there are majority black athletes playing in these sports because I do like to see these athletes get the bag because I appreciate and I respect what they've done with the platforms that they do have by way of, obviously, the money that they make with this these were your two favorite sports way. to
2: watch anyway before any of but, that but, mattered. But, that's what I'm trying to but say. I'm so I default.
0: <laughs> but I'm black. black but so, I'm black. So, that's part of so, that's what I'm saying. But, but, like, but it does matter because... When you talk about boycotting in particular, I'm speaking to the boycotting aspect in particular, not because I've always watched these sports. I'm talking about since I became aware of social injustices within sports, and I've had to kind of sit with myself and decide, do I want to continue watching these sports or do I not want to continue watching these sports? My reason for continuing was solely because of the support of the athletes. It never had anything to do with the with management. It never had anything to do with ownership. So, of course, I've been around sports all my life. I haven't been as
2: invested in sports and how are you supporting the justice? athletes? Like, you're, you're supporting your, your want for watching these athletes play. Like, you're entertained Absolutely. by this. We, so we all we, are. This is what I'm we trying to say. Are. This is the, <laughs> to simplify things, this is what I'm trying to say. Putting this whole politic power into sports and what they should and should be doing is only in a it could be it look good for a day. It could be oh we like the pose get all the it could sprinkle some lights of hope for us but ultimately you're gonna be set up to just be reminded that money is still more important Would, than this. That's though. Would
1: you be satisfied? I wouldn't wanna
0: I wouldn't want to single out boycotting Athletes in sports when this is I happening I didn't say boycott I, 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 I didn't know I'm up. speaking no, to but and when it comes to sports when you come to capitalism when they're you come getting to paid court, to let play me finish. the game let me finish I heard you I let you speak now let me say my piece when you're speaking to sport yes I hear you but this goes on across the board in America so sure if you want to be nitpicky and say I'm not supporting this I'm not supporting that I'm not supporting that all because they all are fucked up and it has a capitalism issue and we need to not support these corporate down to fucking Walmart, down to TikTok. Like, we have motherfuckers that's on TikTok, and TikTok came out and had all this racist shit going on initially. But because everybody kind of has their own agenda, you have to specify who it is you're supporting when you indulge in these things. So I know a lot of people that are TikTok personalities that may stand up against social injustices, but TikTok as a platform has already come out and stood for in a sense, social injustices in a way that while most people may disagree with them I'm still going to support you the individual on that site because I want to see you thrive That's like all I sins is bad you. sins I, Yeah, we
2: get it, but some I, sins is greater than the other I one like would, you you taking a real scapegoat easy way no, out with saying that it's not. And it, you it, do I'm, that I'm a lot when it individual. comes to oh, so, so don't shop here and don't shop, like It is definitely a process, but this is what we are directly attached to. This is what we watch and are invested in on a daily basis, and this is what we are slapped in the face with the most. The fact that, oh, they might act like they stand with us until some shit really hit the fan, and then it shows, oh, the money is really more important. You can say that's like that across the board, with everything It's not the case. It's not the case. Some people are taking less money and some people are taking bad uh, Kyrie Irving, for example. People talking big shit about Kyrie Irving right now, that he's not a team player, that he's not about basketball, that he, he makes the teams worse. All of this shit. And that's sacrificial and it's not enough sacrifices being taken by but the why league, do so I'd rather but, not see it
0: at all. But why do we have to be the ones to take the sacrifices, the ultimate point that I'm getting at? When you have a league with majority black athletes that are getting the platforms that they're We're getting... they are not taking the... Sac- only talk- sacrifices... I'm speaking about the athletes. Okay. Again, I'm okay. speaking about the athletes. But that's Kyrie, what I'm saying. They're still playing. Kyrie, they're going to get paid I, I, whether
2: we watch or I not. I
0: never... Listen, let me, spend, let me finish. I always supported Kyrie, and I never spoke bad about Kyrie in regards to the action that he actually took. Maybe where I was a little bit more critical of Kyrie was I didn't understand it because he wasn't telling me these were the sacrifices that he was trying to make, or maybe he just didn't communicate it in a way that we could generally understand it. But when you talk about these sacrifices, in particular, when it comes to these athletes, I don't expect them to make a sacrifice either way. But it's the not ones about that are willing to sacrifice, I'm willing to support Bro, them, they can and I'm still, willing to keep the paid conversation paid play. around them. They don't get them.
2: paid because they don't get paid based on us watching the game. How many people is watching the game? They're gonna play the game. This is not forever. Well, this is they do get paid. No, I'm saying no. Yeah, I'm saying that enhances, but I'm saying when it's broken song. down, <laughs> <and> it says <laughs> TV what, deals yeah, are no, the main. But that's what I'm saying. What I'm telling you is what I'm saying is they're playing a game. They're million. The majority of them that we're talking about are millionaires they get overpaid if you ask me so in addition to that their their salary is broken down on a per game basis some of these people are making hundreds of thousands of dollars per game that they play it's going to take more than a season for that to really really affect the vast majority of the nba as far as life or death situation, necessities being met, drastic lifestyle changes and things of that nature. I'm not saying this is a forever thing for the players and the players will still be getting some kind of income. Yes, the TV deals enhance it, all of no, that kind of stuff. they a
0: significant part of but it. But like I said, for I'm like, talking uh, about a season. It doesn't happen without so, that. <laughs> the so, main reason. so
2: so that you that's what I'm saying. So now you're telling me that it's no it. answer because you're telling me that that's basically slaving to the NBA. We can't take. We can't afford to take this sacrificial pay cut to to to, to, to hit them where it
1: hurts. Ultimately, well, I think I think that what people want to see to, to really to go back to your question and like I think what people want to see is if you're going to make a stand against something, then it should be objective change behind that until you go back to the regular scheduled programming. Like, if you're Mark Cuban, you should be calling owners and saying, dude, fuck Adam Silver. Let's not play the National Anthem. And if it required, they are the owners of the team, and they should have the support of the players if they're all on the same page, which... I would say, by and large, these days, I think there's a gr- a good that's portion what I'm of owners that and teammates that all feel the same so, way so about these. That's sort of slavery. Armature. That's
2: what I'm saying. That's slavery like in the sense said. of like we got to stand here and look like we're paying homage to this song, yeah, it's, or it's, our it's, team is gonna get fined. It's, it's, that's retarded, it's, bro. It's that's
1: a, sick. What it is 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 oppression.
2: That, that's that's what, <laughs> oppression. that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That's bo- so that's and what I mean. Why would I want to keep watching something that's Clearly this, doing this, this that over and over this, this every is, this day. Is, this is what but I mean, to well, my hold, question hold. is this: before we go, before we go any further, real quick, are you gonna stop when when it's collective, when it's powerful enough? Then to, what, but, but that's well, what that's I'm not, saying. It has that's to not. That's, that's the, not the mentality. That's, not, that's, that's gonna, a horrible. Gonna, no, that, 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 no, but, that's not a horrible <laughs> mentality. That's no, saying that the play, it's not up to me, bruh. It's up to the players that we're talking about. These 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 little quick interviews. The players have to use their platform to push this agenda. Not me. I'm not in the NBA. Who's who's? That's what I'm saying. Who's The said players not? that,
1: ha- huh? Are you saying that they're not? Are I'm you saying collectively the they're not? No, no. They're, they're not. That's why we're aren't. talking about just Kyrie. They, they, aren't. they aren't. Thank but, you. But but I mean. Uh, it, it, it's it's not up to the players. It's up and to the that's owners. My, and that's been my point is, all along. But the thing is... I'm not is, putting that responsibility That sounds like a question. It's not up to the but players. It's up putting, to the owners. No, but, that's no, bullshit. No, 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 but in terms of, like, what... I'm talking about, like, on, like, a basic level. Like, they decide what gets played uh, man, in their arena. These arenas people arenas is not following own the, the
2: owners, bro. They're following the players. The players are
1: these people's heroes. But look, but the Mark Cuban situation is a new wrinkle... In this quote-unquote fight, because here's Mark Cuban, who owns the shit, and right? Said, which further we're helps, not playing the shit,
2: which further helps support the player side of the Absolutely, this thing. and I'm saying so if, if there was enough you, players in cohesion with, the, with, with this, the, it'll be so a lot what more what powerful than me on, stopping so, so watching so basketball. So, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going
1: to ask you though. Would it would it satisfy you if that say the players did? Absolutely, just we're not playing until the National Anthem is completely abolished from the game. No,
2: that's not what I'm
1: asking for. But what are you asking
2: for? I'm asking for politics to be removed from sports if it's not going to be all the way in. We don't need to keep seeing, oh, we're going to do a little bit to please you, and then we're going to slap you in the face with it. Oh, we're going to look like one player is with the shit and the other... 148 you know, people ain't. It's like, it I, I has to be exactly some kind of... It has bro. to be, like, what are we doing it for? What is the ultimate result? It's like, I think we want the uh, the the the, the uh, national anthem to be removed from the NBA, ultimately. And that's a step in the right direction. But if everybody's not on the same page with how we're going to conquer this, then, of course, the NBA, who's already ready for this, is saying, okay, our way of fixing this is... We're gonna charge a fine. Well, let me be clear. You, you yeah. know what I mean. And yeah. so that's where it's that reminder that it's like, it's like damn, we they, they really ha- exactly. And that's we why. still own you and have all the power. To where I'm just trying to see how collectively that the NBA can be more impactful with not where there is from a contract standpoint or whatever. I think, that,
1: I think that it's a great opportunity to make some change and to and to really if, be about what they're saying if. by. By doing exactly that, not playing and just saying we're we're killing so national So now you ending. now you on my and, well, side. I'm I, I, I'm on your side. It's just the problem is is that you know like like you're talking about. It's like I, I, and I understand what you're saying too in the sense that like without this platform, these guys don't have a leg to stand on and don't have the, the most the, of them are the bandwidth. bandwidth to affect let, the collective consciousness. Let's even take it even and more
2: serious, bro. Let's let's be let like. Let's cut the bullshit. We're talking about... They they can't do this because the ratings of the TV and how much that they're going to get cut, bruh. The, the impact... It don't matter. The impact for a lot less money from the Martin Luther Kings and the Malcolm X... Like, we've seen historically what they endured and what they went through and the sacrifices that had to be made... With far less money than all of these people that we're talking about for real. And so, for a, uh, uh, and like I said, Martin Luther King wasn't here forever. Nobody that I spoke of, these were temporary seeds that were planted that are still affecting the world today. A- am I right or wrong? So, with that being said, that's what I'm talking about is like, we're, we're just showing, we, we keep bowing down to. Th- the ownership of, of the NBA in the NFL, and all it instead of really having action at like, okay, we need to collectively make sure y'all gonna chart, y'all gonna find our team now that we bust our ass for every night because we're not playing this before the game. Maybe the answer of not playing basketball is not the answer, but something has to collectively be the answer. Like I said, it might be rooted in contract writing, something but something has to be fixed there because I, that's I, what the I, answer I, I, always I, 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 is. I think the
1: answer is change the national anthem. I, 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 think I, it's I genuinely that. And that goes that. back to the Honestly, point that I man. made that
2: it's bigger just than
1: change sports the
0: song, but that know? goes like back Jesus to my Christ. point that goes back Cut to my record, point i was saying I mean? where it's bigger than sports when you talk about but capitalism when you talking about corporatization so
2: take it out of sports cuz sports is a job anthem, you know when it's... you just take it out it's... yo that's let what... the players do what they want what... to do with their platform but as far as the nba putting black lives matter on the court and shit Cut it out! I don't, I don't disagree with you. But my point, I don't, I don't I, disagree I, I mean, with you. Disagree is with is, you is, but is my, a
1: lot of those, is a lot of those like right wing leaning pundit people, the stick to sports, to shut up and dribble people. They claim to say the exact same thing that you're saying right now. Take the politics out, but then as soon as you go, well, now we're not going to play the national anthem. Now exactly. It's, oh what about and that's where, well, it, and that's the, where it becomes and it's just, bigger you know what than I'm sports. It's just such again. because it's like and, that's where, really and care, that's where and that's where and that's where it becomes about the national. League sorry to cut anywhere. you off, sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off, but you know what that's what where
0: it becomes mm-hmm. bigger than sports, and that's where I don't put the sole responsibility on these athletes to have to make that change. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree Me with either. you. It, I, I agree with you. If it comes to these guys uniting, I think unity is 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 great for all communities. I think if we can unify and come to something together, I-, I fuck with it. But I'm not going to put the responsibility on the oppressed, like you mentioned earlier, to have to make these changes. So when I said I support athlete leg activism, I was being very specific in the sense that I support the motherfuckers that's willing to put... The, but, I, 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 but then we got to put the pressure on ourselves. I, 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 we have to. Let me finish. <laughs> let me finish because I've been letting you get your shit off. So here we go. I knew this was going a When point. it comes to the athlete-led activism, I support the players in what it is that they decide to do. And I don't think we as consumers really have any say in regards to what they do or what they don't do. I do think, though, when it comes to These owners, as we mentioned, when it comes to Adam Silver, whose legacy we already brought up, we definitely should pay more attention to that because, again, like you said, Spliff, they're the owners. They have the power. So when you see Mark Cuban take that step, it's it's huge in regards to us being able to say, You know what? Well, if Mark Cuban was able to do it now, and this just happened yesterday too, so you also got to give some time for the reaction from the NBA Players Association. You also got to give time for people like LeBron and these guys to sit down, come together, and react to this new installment where we haven't seen an owner take away the national anthems in pregames. We just haven't seen that yet with the owner support. So to me, it's very important to talk about this and discuss this when you're speaking about the intersection of sports and politics. I hear you. You may be tired of it because you are a part of of an oppressed community that feels like no change is happening. But when I see things like this taking place and we now have owner involvement, which is one thing we've been very, 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 very critical of in the past... I think it's something that we have to talk about. And yes, I agree with you. It's something that I believe we should unify and act on. And that more so I'm speaking mm-hmm. to the players in particular. But if it doesn't happen, I'm not blaming
2: them for it by any stretch of the of the situation. But once again, it's always gonna be a slimmer amount of owner involvement than not. Yeah. So to my to my point again. It, it didn't warrant any change. It's going to warrant a conversation. But you don't know that because but it I'm just telling, happened yesterday. I, I'm so telling you, you the trends of the... A- Bruh, based <laughs> on the trends of the fucking world, dog, it, the, the, racism ain't changing. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So this so is do just So an- not talk an- about it anymore? I, I didn't... I'm not, this wasn't an argument of if we should talk about it or not. The argument is we should talk about it more, but we should talk about it from a effective way of change to where it's not them making a decision before the Players Association goes, so you you are cutting me off. So may I ask you what you think that is? That's why I was just telling you. I think that before you jump and show your true colors that, oh, we're going to find you guys, Let's have the Players Association come to the roundtable. Let's meet. Let's further dive into this now that we do have some owner involvement. Support. That's it's, why it's, and That's why I said yeah. it, it. It. Some part of it is bigger than basketball, and then some part uh, of it is steps that need to be I in place. I think it's a good step. I mean, there's a
1: quote by uh, Sun Tzu. Well, who it, wrote wasn't, the Wars, it wasn't. Art of War.
2: It wasn't. It. I'm sure that it's been some vocal owner. But bef- like I said, it's never going to be the majority but the step is that change a a, a step is something toward change this is another um, owner that has spoken up but the reaction is still exactly as what we expected every time and so that's what I'm saying I think it needs to be a, a permanent change and still instead of us being fed this little bit of oh at least we're talking about it now and then back to the real world every chance you get like when is it gonna be a okay we're taking that shit away then like we're, we're stripping that and maybe it is a long process maybe we won't be around no more when they stop doing that or they update the song like you said but what is really going to change that we see when are you guys gonna say okay th- this is m- more about the principle than it is about money we're not gonna fine y'all for that to each his own if the players and owners have a uh, if they come to an agree, like, I think it should be drawn out to where it's not just like, oh, yeah, we own you. So you don't do it by our rules. Fine. Fine. Hmm. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, even the biggest player, like even LeBron. if LeBron, if he was out of the league tomorrow, we're still watching basketball. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and that's proved with Kaepernick like. We're going to be the NFL with or without you, with or without your following, with or without people who stand with you, with or without people who feel like you, look like you, whatever. Cool. And so that's all I'm saying is that I'm just tired of being fed these little pieces of, oh, that's cool. That's yeah. a step in the right direction. But no real yeah. solidified change is so, ever so
0: taken dude, place. So, so now my question to you would be because I, I feel you. But my question to you would be, you said all of this shit, and it sounded sexy. It sounds great. But what <laughs> okay. do you think idiot? <laughs> but, but, but what do you think? I want to know from you because I fuck with what you're saying. I want to be clear in that. I love what it is that you're saying. but do you think you have an answer outside of kind of the sweeping generalization of unity of what you would suggest should happen? In regards to when these players meet, because you never know who's listening to the podcast. Said, Journalism it. changes the world. What is it? So it's, is it boycott? Is boycotting the answer? Is what is the answer for D Boy in regards to what we should do as a collective? And maybe you could be the first one to start it. And and we got a platform that you're talking about it on.
2: It's going. Or, to, it's going to take. And like I said, this could sound far off, far fetched, or even impossible. But I think anything could be done. I think that with the amount of money circulating and being paid out between players in the NBA, the wide range of different contracts, varieties, or whatever, I think something could be set up to where the NBA players could withstand some level of a pay cut in order, some some effective way to where the NBA has to get hit with financially in the in, i'm just saying the, in the nba but obviously more of these leagues it sounds like we keep saying we can't hit the these leagues where it hurts financially because it's going to come at the expense of these athletes try not to, getting trying to support their families and shit. E- yeah. exactly so i think that until we figure out whether that's a year or two of People with certain salaries pitching into a fund that helps, you know, if this is, it's not something that you just happen overnight, which is why you see, oh, the Bucks might, in the midst of something just happening in Milwaukee, them wanting to not play, tempers, like, this real shit. Like, you can't make it up. Videos going around, it's like, yeah, but then we kind of move on and go back to the norm. And not to say that these, aren't still being talked about, but ultimately it goes back to the norm. You well, feel me? I
1: mean, like, like I was going to say, man, Sun Tzu wrote that book, The Art of War, and he has a quote in there and he says, change happens like the turning of a great ship, very slowly and then all at once. And so that's so, and all, all I was saying is that, that if we prep up,
2: for it to where you can it might not be till 2024 when the players are in position to right. be able to make this move, but the NBA is going to say in 2024 they put this together and when this happened we lost so much more money we're never playing the anthem again yeah I mean, or we're going to really re- that's ha- what it's going to require that's all i think, I'm I think saying, it's definitely going to
1: require some sort of coordinated response in conjunction with the ownership group and the M- the the nba players Association. We know what Mark
2: Cuban I mean, bag is without, in itself. Just like,
1: just like you know, you know, I mean, they f had. him
2: having to take a, he could, he can afford to sacrifice taking yeah. that fine every game for the rest of the season. Yeah, we and wouldn't still,
1: even think about and it. And so
2: instead of that, instead of him having to take a sacrifice like that on a game by game level, let's maybe tally that up and see what that fine for that you know sacrifice would be.
1: Like, you know what, bro? It, it really should be. It, he really should. I mean, no. I, yes, he should be the motherfucker eating the fine, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. But
2: instead should of, be. but look though, I, I but, mean, look though but look that though, but look though, but look though, should be. But, them that, their but money look though, that's, that that's the that might be the dumbest shit we said because you're not wrong. That's what I was getting at. He should be paying out that money, but not to the, to the
1: NBA. I know exactly. That's,
2: that's defeating it, the purpose. That's what I'm saying. I know. It's like Bobby Peter to so pay Paul. That's why I said it's like coming up with something to where we can financially. Every, you know, some people with the highest salary, some of these owners that do align with Mark Cuban, some way to where I said we can ease the level of a pay cut that the players have to take on to accomplish this ultimate I, I, sacrifice. I'll be,
0: I'll be honest with you. I hear you. I fuck with it. But I'm never going to open my mouth to say that I want these players to take any kind of pay cut because beyond just what we see, beyond just what you and I see and the headlines that we see and the conversations that we're having on a headline level based on what we see in the media, these guys do so, Even if so, it warranted so, the change so, that we so, wanted? No, no, I'm going to tell you why. These guys wow. do so, 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 so much in their own communities. I, I remember our friend of the show, Dr. Jules Boykoff, discussed— um, he did a QA and mm-hmm. a in Street Roots with Marcus Canby, And Marcus Canby talked about how, I think he said over 90% of these athletes have foundations and they're giving back to their communities in ways that we never talk about. Also, in Dr. Jules Boyd's class, I did a framing project in regards to Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch and how often they get framed for all these negative things when it comes to the media and the headlines and we never talk about what it is that they're doing in their community. So my point is this. If the players are willing to take a pay cut, again, this is going back to me saying, I support athlete-led activism. If they're willing to do it, I support it. But if they're not willing to do it, guess what? I fucking support it. Because I don't want to put that on them to well, have to really do... that really
2: helps. Okay. It,
0: it does help because... They're doing so much beyond what we're seeing in the but headlines. That's not even the argument. We know that. But it that. matters. I'm never going to tell these black men. So hey, you don't man, want to see millionaires take the pay-tru- pay-tru-
2: pay-tru- a. And like I said, this is what us, hopefully, putting a plan in. Hopefully, putting a plan in place to 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 ease this. I'm with it. If it was, if it came at the expense, I'm with it. If it came at the expense of and like i said it is coming out of those people pockets too to help alleviate with the amount of the pay cut with how excessive it would be so it is coming out of their pockets too divine but it's i'm not saying not a pay
0: cut for these players if they if they know that they got this money coming from these owners
2: so again it the is pay a pay cut, is cut is because owners. it might not be as much as the nba is paying them it's just then this I'm is not helping gonna, then no, then so that's no, why that's what, I, gonna that's gonna what my question that. was and so we'll so agree, you don't disagree. you wouldn't want to see the millionaires take a temporary pay cut to create permanent change i wouldn't want to answer be, the question i'm answering it. you wouldn't want that i wouldn't no 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 let me
0: answer my question and i'm, I'm not gonna let you pin me. no that's what you just said you know, that's what listen, you said le, listen let me answer let me answer if you want me to answer it don't talk about what i just said what i'm saying right now it. is you just answered what it. i'm saying right i didn't because you just asked it and we're still arguing about you asking the question You said i don't want to see the players the take a pay cut no i didn't say i don't want to see the players.
2: Split. What did I say? If they decide to take a play no. a pay cut together, I support. I'm it. saying prior to that, you just said I never want to see the players no, take I, a pay cut. That's I, okay, what you said.
0: Okay, but the context I gave was either way, I support it. If they decide to, I'm never going to be the person to say they need to take the pay cut. If they decide, I didn't say that either. I didn't say that. I didn't. I never said you did. I just said what the fuck I said. I wasn't saying that in response yeah, to you. It was I'm no. Saying, it's, I,
2: you're saying stuff that it's not. We didn't say there is no point of that. I'm not saying who needs But to you're asking do me what. right now. I'm saying we need to asking see permanent me right change. Right now, do
0: I want to see the players take a pay cut? We, that's and my answer is no. Again, and my reasoning for that is I don't want to be the person to say how much money they should or shouldn't be making. I don't want to speak on their pockets in that way, even if it does come down to Once the activism. Once again, nobody because in this room wants what, to see the players take a We don't know what it is that they're cut. doing with their money it, like, on these local levels, which we don't talk about enough for me to sit here and say, oh yeah, let's just say the players should go and take a pay cut. But like I said, because I fuck with athlete-led activism so much, if they decide, I want them to decide and dictate. If they decide that that's what they want to do, I'll support it. But if they say, well, you know what? We ain't trying to take no But some players are showing that that's what they're deciding.
2: Some players are. It's not cohesive enough to make it. Some players are definitely showing that, though. Because it's not cohesive enough, because everybody's not getting paid the same across the board, which is That's why I, don't think I just it said if as some of the owners of help alleviate that, and it's a program in place to pay. If the owners, to pen- I'm
0: going to continue to agree with you. But every time That's you go I back said. to, but every time you go back to the players, but the owners might not; they can't the replace. The players are not making the same. Everybody in the NBA is That's not why I just rich. Said, Most it takes-
2: in the NBA are not rich, bro. So it's like,
1: <laughs> not isn't it?
0: Isn't
2: it <laughs> you're just yelling over yourself, not making a good point. That's what you're doing. I
0: mean, you feel that way, but still, I'm speaking to. Anytime you say we need to take money from the owners, you're saying millionaires. I'm not speaking to millionaires. I'm speaking to these billionaire-ass owners. No, what I said
2: is billionaires, ha- we have a plan in place to where billionaires are helping alleviate the pay cut of NBA players if they can't fully replace all of these NBA player salaries. That's a lot of people we're talking about I'm, right now.
0: Again, I'm not putting that responsibility
2: on the players to have to do is all that I'm I, saying. Nobody's <laughs> putting that on their on responsibility as a player. Yeah, as a dude. It's, that, on the, it's on the owners. Yeah, that's they, what I'm that's saying. Yeah. That, that's
0: all I'm saying. That's where it's <laughs> in. That, that's where it starts you know, and it's where it, it ends for me. Is, it's on the owners,
1: period. Isn't it so funny that all of this is just being sparked by some crusty-ass song a couple hundred years Absolutely. old? Absolutely. But I, but I are, like it. You know I, I mean? like, like that. These, these conversations work for me because
0: I'm not disagreeing with D-Boy or trying to shoot down D-Boy's point, but in my own thought process, I'm never going to sit there and say, Unless the players decide that they want to do that with their own money I would never even suggest that as a plan because they're all getting paid different amounts of money and If the owners decide that they want to step up to the plate and take a pay cut in whatever way they want to, I'm okay with that. But if the players don't do it, and we still continue to have this conversation, which was the initial question you were asking about sports and politics in that intersection, I am more than okay with continuing to have so this that's conversation, why... these players getting paid and making the impact that they are making in ways that we don't know about or
2: don't necessarily I, receive I, headlines I do a whole, for. I call this a whole other podcast where that's all we talk about is all the community work that these, are, that these athletes are doing. That's am
0: specifically. That's what okay. I'm saying,
2: a- a- athletes-wise. That's all we cover, basically. So I'm very aware of all the outside work that NBA players do, and I'm not discrediting that. But what I'm saying is we're watching... We're basically saying, oh, because that I'm cool with them if this is what they decide to play and get paid all these millions of money and every so often get shown that black lives really don't matter... On a politic, on a political level, to the NBA or the NFL or these other leagues, and we're still going to watch it, and we're still going to tweet about it, and we're still going. That is immediate satisfaction that we are putting over the problem, and that's all I'm saying. I don't. Nobody in this room wants to see an NBA player take a pay cut, especially for something that's not his fault. But sometimes you have to realize that. Even though I'm in a situation that's not my fault, I got to help navigate out of this for a permanent change. So what I'm saying is maybe it's not up to the NBA players to make all this shit happen, but maybe a proposal. Let's get a list of who ownership-wise is really standing with us and what they're willing to contribute so that we can set something up to have a permanent change instead of these temporary changes. Not even fixes, just temporary things like, oh, we're happy. Like I said, I keep going back. We was happy that the players was wearing shoes with Brianna Taylor and all of that and doing interviews where they got to speak like, oh, I'm glad I dropped 30, but Brianna Taylor and, uh, you know, all of that is good, but it's not changing what the problem is that we keep speaking on. And so when we need to talk about warrant change, it, it it is sacrifices. We didn't want to see Martin Luther King get assassinated. We didn't want to see the hate when he was so for love, but we have to step out of what personally what we want to see and, and, and understand that this shit is so deep and so fucked up that it's going to take sacrifices from people that are undeserving or shouldn't have to take those sacrifices and we're going to need help from our allies such as the owners, such as Mark Cuban, such as these people who can help make our stance a little bit easier within the transition. Otherwise, all I'm saying is we're going to keep having these same talks and it's going to be another NFL player that's mistreated by the NFL and they're going to be kicked out of the league and blackballed from the league and the league is still going to go on and we still going to watch it. And then the NBA is going to find the owners and find the the cities that these black people are representing are on, a, up. and that's all I'm saying Systems is that up, whatever but. the case may be, whether it's a pay cut, whether it's written in contracts before we even get to this point, it's a system that has to change permanently. Otherwise, we're going to keep being reminded, in the midst of enjoying these sports, that the ownership and the people who run this shit is really not for us. Nor the people who bring in the majority of the money that is feeding their families. That's just real facts, bruh. And and that's where I think we was bumping heads is the fact that I don't want to see nobody take a pay cut, but at the end of the day, it's going to have to be on a on a very big scale, on a more than one person, two-person, three-person level, some kind of ultimate collective effort on the same page to accomplish something greater than any of it. You know, that, that that's what I see. And that's what I don't see happening. Like I said, you see flashes of the Bucks for a game. You see flashes of Kyrie for six, seven, eight games. You see flashes of change, but you don't see the wholesome everybody on the same page. You don't never see the Players Association In a decision made the same way that you see them make the decision to say, oh, you don't play the National Anthem, we're finding you. And that's all I'm saying. You see one player from the association do it his way. You see another person do it that way. And it's just not effective. I I love diversity of tactics. So I
0: I hear what you're saying in regards to wanting to see. Is it working? I think it's worked in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think change has been made within systems. Are we where we want to be? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah, like I said, (laughs) we might not see that in our lifetime, but it's a lifetime fight. You got to be committed to the fight like it's I, I said this on TRT World News a while back when they had me come on talking about you know the whole Trump situation and all the social injustices I think that it's how a is it working fun. when
2: all of the same issues are occurring at, at record rates how because is it working it's not fixed I see no, I'm saying how, I'm asking how, what do you what suddenly. aspects you think is working is what what how do you think this diversified MB, let's take the NBA for example how do you think they have created change or been effective? from the bubble to now what are we speaking to in particular you gotta specify change change in what you you just answered it and Changing said you think what? it's creating change. I'm asking you, I, what, what do you think is what I positive like change, change? Like I said, I'm speaking to just generally speaking. Right. I think these
0: players do create change within their communities. I think they do help. Obviously, we could talk about LeBron James starting a school, educational opportunities. We know that. Like, that what, that's I, the, what I'm talking that? about. <laughs> I'm
2: talking about on a I'm racial not telling, injustice. I'm not trying to tell you something. On you a racial know. injustice standpoint, like, come on, man. We education know that education is a huge part of racial injustice. The awareness
0: is a huge part in education is a huge part of, so we, read, ain't that that race, racially, it, it, we ain't been aware that it's a
2: we ain't been aware that it's segregated and racism and, and yeah but and, and, you're and, asking uh, me about the change the change
0: is LeBron Scarton uh, uh, the uh, can school I think is a very no, significant I'm, piece to us being able to contend, I think education. I'm not is taking huge. away from that. I I, you I you agree with that. You just change.
2: I'm I, just telling you the no, answer. No, I'm so. saying within the NBA, what change has what change has come from the that's NBA? That's
0: not the NBA's. Again, that's not the NBA's responsibility to create. That's that why change. I said
2: it should come out. Then yes. you shouldn't put Black Lives Matter it's, on. The, that's what I'm saying. Not, if you're not gonna fully no, embrace it, no, no. okay, 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 that's what me, I, my whole let point. Me, let me okay. It let me go. Does not service to the
1: movement if you're if you're championing something? With no backbone.
2: That's That's, what I'm saying. We don't need... If we're not all the way in
1: on that... That's true. But uh, that's true. But but look, that's true. But basketball players are basketball players. And they're really good at playing basketball. And nowadays, more and more, with with, uh, awareness and education, some of these dudes are really good at activism too. I think that it's way more important to have a guy... Like a LeBron James or a whoever, be able to go out and have a platform to say some shit that you could that you know maybe somebody doesn't know. I'm not disagreeing not, with that. It's look, I mean, like the fact is, is that like you, we're talking about something very like systemic issues that span for uh, centuries, and right, and, and right. But but we we are we're in a we're in a unique opportunity in the world now where. We can all share this information and we can all exchange these es- tactics and that is what Diversity has... Diversity of tech, and That's that what, is talking what about. And that is what has amplified the velocity of change. And that is going to be the real bread and butter of it right now. Because U- you're right. Ultimately, like we're talking about a fucking game that is played for way too much money and people give way too much of a shit about. But this game... Is is creates a platform, it's, it's absolutely it's so much bigger than and, just and 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 the NBA. Let me, let let me, let me let just, let me just come in and time, say another
0: thing, know? another thing that we've been talking about in regards to NBA player activists' uh, uh, advocacy when it comes to racial disparities in America marijuana. We got Al Harrington. We got Stack and Matt Barnes, who you're big fans of. Rest they in peace Uncle huge Cliffy. C- Uncle Cliffy. We got Gary Payton. We have these athletes advocating for social change when it comes to marijuana. I just interviewed Senator Wyden a couple weeks ago, and that's one of the things that they're moving forward on. That's a part of his plan as the new chair of the Senate Finance Committee. So, again, when you ask me the question, what has the NBA players changed? When I say it's
2: not their responsibility, no, 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 I, no, no, no. Not no. the NBA players the NBA I'm in saying, general. Yeah. NBA as a league, okay. because I'm not saying with this to take away the NBA players' right to— I want them to continue to do that. That, That's where I think y'all missing my— I'm not—I'm saying the NBA strictly, solely acting as if they stand with some of these movements that they are promoting, don't do that. Let the players use their platform and have that systemically— in contracts that you can say this and that you can choose to play the national anthem or not. Damn sure I don't want the players to shut up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I want these leagues to stop half-ass, fake-ass acting like they stand with the players that represent their 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 leagues when shit hits the fan in their face with adversity. They show that they don't every time. And it's, it's solely about money.
0: I'll never disagree disagree with you on that, which is why a a, a repeating trend, a repeating statement that I've continued to make over and over is that when it comes to the activism, I fuck with athlete-led activism because, along with you, I don't trust the owners. I don't trust these commissioners. I don't trust none of that. So now, going back to that, with the platforms that the NBA does provide and the reason why, again, I wasn't really feeling, I guess, the – Pay cut thing for the players, unless they decide to do it. Because I'm only fucking with the athlete-led activism is because I am seeing what they are doing with their platforms in areas outside of basketball that their basketball platforms are allowing them and giving them more leverage to be able to affect that change in other areas. And again, let me let me keep going. Right. Going back to going back to what I said with Senator Wyden. Um, every time I interview Senator Wyden, right. Because he has this same love that I have, that Spencer has, that you have for the sport of basketball, he won't let me interview him. And I've interviewed him twice now. He will not let me interview him without him asking a question about the Portland Trailblazers. That's because of his love for the sport of basketball, which again is such a universal love. I would never open my mouth to say, regardless of how fast or how slow change is happening, that politics and sports that we need to just figure out a way to cut it out or should we I cut it out. I'm not talking, I'm not saying that you said that. I'm just saying what I would not do and why I would not do it. This is not a rebuttal to you. This is just me speaking for Devon Pouncy, and that's it. I would never even entertain the thought, personally, of—and I'm not judging you if you do entertain the thought. Why? Because you deal with the trauma and you deal with the disparities as a black man yourself that we deal with in this country and America. But for me, personally, why Devon Pouncey wouldn't entertain the thought— of not intersecting sports with politics because I know how universal sports is in this world and how the advocacy from these athletes within sports, again, I'm specifying athletes and athlete-led activism can affect change in so many other areas that I'm not going to be the person to even sit here and say, you know what, let's get rid of it because that may diminish some of the shit that these, act- that these athletes are actually doing that is very, very positive, Because we want to continue to harp on the negative cycles that are continuing, and I agree are continuing. But there's other shit happening too that we've got to acknowledge. Similar to why I fuck with the other podcast that you host, a better place because it is bringing that up to the forefront, and that's a and that's a problem that we have within. Guess what? Media, which is why I've been saying these headlines. Seems like we're in these particular cycles and that change isn't happening because that's what a lot of these headlines are intended to do in this white dominant media industry in this white dominant media space. So when we get back to the grunt of things, I always support athlete led activism because I know the effect that they have on elected officials who I do consider responsibility. When we talk about the responsibility, that's who I think is responsibility for a lot of these changes. Why? because they're public servants and that's their job and we elect them as the public to do that so when i see these players speak up and use their platforms to speak up even if it's just as small as awareness and we don't feel like we're seeing or feeling that change it gets to these public officials all the time and i do work in advocacy so i know how much work that i do that get to these public officials that has created change or has definitely brought awareness to where where now we're moving on in these conversations to create change because that's ultimately who the responsibility is. And I
2: agree with all that. I simply am just talking about the leagues. I don't want them to take away the players' rights to have a platform. I don't want the players to shut up about politics and racial injustice. That's not any of what I want, so I do agree that I would never advocate for for that to not take place either. But what I am an advocate for is for these leagues to just pick a side and stay there. Stop half-assing about supporting something and then ultimately, you know, condemning these players or these cities or these teams or these owners for for sticking up for. What like that's bringing it to light. You you take the you take the the national anthem from what we just said has become an embedded tradition in sports culture. Absolutely, that, that's that's you're shining some heavy light somewhere. Period. Point blank. That's that's by hook or crook. Like period. So that's all I'm saying is that it just has to be some some more permanent change that takes place on these leagues part, they have to be held accountable and it seemed like we have no way to hold the league accountable because it comes at the expense of players that's my point
0: now let's talk about the next topic, is this board, social justice and policing because we're right here in the city of Portland and I think this is a great segue into that very oh, yeah. topic right here where we are in Portland, Oregon uh, OPB Oregon Public Broadcasting earlier this week just put out a report that Black people in Portland get arrested at 4.3 times higher than that of white people in this very, very white city, in this very, very white state. And it's the fifth worst in the country in regards to that statistic per capita that's taking place right here in Portland. Now, first of all, I think we all agree that's fucked up. First and foremost, I think we all agree that's fucked up. Yes. But what I will say is this. And this goes to me not being able to say too much because, as a journalist, my interview with Representative Janelle Bynum has not been released yet. But this much I can say. We often hear when a new administration gets, gets elected in the, in the office that the most change happens within the first 100 days right. of them being elected. Correct. We obviously more so hear that on a federal and a presidency level, but I think that resonates on a state level, local levels, county levels, so on and so forth. Um, We had a lot of momentum this summer when it comes to our protesting, when it comes to our fight against police brutality. And I think that is validated by this report that just came out by OPB as to why Portlanders stood up in the way that Portlanders did. All I want to say in that regard is this. Going back to the people that are responsible, legislative sessions are happening right now here in the state of Portland, amongst obviously other states as well. But I'm speaking to this particular statistic in the region that we're recording this podcast in right now. (laughs) We got to get involved in what's going on. And a lot of that is by way of testimonials. A lot of that is by way of people being able to go out and testify when it comes to what has been introduced by these different elected officials when it comes to these different bills within legislation. And I think the same momentum, I think the same momentum that we had and the same traction that we gained over the summer, we have to strive to do the same When it comes to the time, the point in time that we're in now and our participation in testifying, being involved, knowing what's going on, using our platforms, no matter how big or small to elevate what's happening and the changes that we want to see, because This is where you actually see the change in the legislative sessions more so than just what you see when people are hitting the boost to the pavement again for a very valid reason. And I think this report supports that. But in a way, it also became trendy. The protests, and I'm not just speaking to Portland, I think the protests in a lot of ways became trendy across the board. And I'm not invalidating the protests when I say that. Show but, but I want to see these legislative
1: That's sessions and our interest. That's the topic. That's and like the theme of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Like- <laughs> it became trendy. And I do want to see just us as people in the community that saw this trendiness of people going out and hitting the streets and being able to post it on their social medias and talk about it and so on and so forth, I want to see that translate into a very, very important time right now when we have these new elected officials, these new administrations across the board, locally, statewide, and federally, we have to... We have to keep that same energy, essentially, exactly. is what I'm getting at yeah. and
1: being able to create change and what's
0: arguably a more important time now to see the change yeah. that we fought for in the summer.
1: Dude, I I, uh, I was talking to Nathan, my friend Nathan. Shout outs to Nathan, by the way. I was talking to my friend Nathan about this today, man, like because I know a lot of people, you know, obviously you and I have other friends and stuff who uh, are very invested in politics. And I've noticed that their investment in politics has Dramatically increased Over the last four years with You know, Trump. that dude that was in the office Absolutely, I agree And I for one Am on the exact same page as you Keep the same energy I, th- I think that generally Excuse me, I think that generally People have Sustained their interest in politics Past Donald Trump's presidency At least so far I think, I think that that's pretty safe to say Which is a good thing to have came out of it But Man, it feels like some of these people and on topic of trendy. It feels like some of these people are treating the previous administration. It's kind of like It's kind of like you know like when you're with like a with a an ex that is like really shitty or like some people like to say toxic and then you just the whole time you're just like i really got to get rid of this person i got to get rid of this person and then you finally break up with them and you're with this new person who's you better and buys you flowers and all that shit yeah mm-hmm. and you're still on their facebook and their instagram looking at your ex all the time yeah that's what it feels like a lot of these people are on right now still talking about all of this previous shit and it's like well you're not even trying to hold the, f- the fire to the feet of the people that are elected in office right now like I mean I I mean I'm not going to sit here and try to grandstand and act like I know, you know what I'm saying, like when these legislative sessions are, when I have the where and when I can be on a public, you know, forum to to mm-hmm. to to put my voice in to offer testimonials. I don't know any of that. I would like to know more and and if and if, you know, I I did have that information, um and I I I would I would hope that my voice would be, you know, valued taking absolutely you know taken into but, account but uh but but again it's like it's coming back to the theme man it's like this is all just, just systemic like when you when you approached me today about you know the the you know those statistics and about the policing uh, of black people i was really appreciative when you brought it up now about making the distinction of portlanders um you know um role in this and their and their involvement in because Oregon is an incredibly racist State historically Yeah. Still to this day All outside of Portland Like there are so many different I mean I, I when you told me about it I started I don't know if you guys know what Sundown towns are But there are these things that were Very popular in Oregon and other States that were Basically not just against black people But mainly against black people but also like Native Americans and Asians where it was basically like if you were caught in the town when the sun went down, then you could be subject to beatings, lynchings, arrest. You can get kicked out of the state. And Oregon had some of the worst stringent sundown laws. Some of them not being like off of the books until the '70s, the 1970s. Yeah, recent Places recent like Grants Pass yeah. and shit. When our parents were alive, these laws were still instituted. Shit, I started researching. There's a really great um, uh, article that people could check out that I was just looking at, and it's from the uh, Oregon State um, website, oregonstate.edu, and it's a nice write-up about—it's called The Oregon Black Laws, and it's just giving a timeline and a history of some of these very racist pieces of legislation in Oregon law. I mean, uh, this is the one that I, I was looking at. I mean, even right here, 1951, Oregon repeals its law pro- prohibiting interracial marriages. So, like... That's not that long that's ago. 80, not, I mean, 70, 80 years ago. <laughs> you're talking about. Christ, yeah. we're talking Motherfuckers about, was alive that I are mean, alive today and were so, alive then. <laughs> and so that's why it's, like, it's not surprising to hear... I mean, I've lived in this city my entire life, and so I notice the, you know, the, the... The, the, the balance is off in terms of policing. I mean, Portland police are, are way, way historically racist. Everybody that's been in this town knows that. And so it's not a surprise to see that, you know, these numbers are bearing out that even with all of this, I mean, Portland setting records on daily protests in, in terms of like streak and, and you see all these people who are, you know, super about it and and But all, speaking of that, are continue, they super but, about it? Are they are, super bad? Are they super Because biased. nothing because, came out of it, really. Because
2: going to the fact of what y'all was talking about in the protests and part of, you know, some people really being about it and part of it being trendy, um, I, I want to know where the line is drawn between spreading information and it being valuable, the amount of situations about racial injustice that has been brought to light, and then where's the balance between, like, the PTSD and that? And, like, it being in, like, I know white people who literally every day post about racial injustice and some black person that got killed by the police in this city and that city and all over the place. And, and it's every day. And, and for a minute, I was appreciative of the awareness that was being spread. And then it's almost like, Still being a black man, that shit hurts every day to see. Mm. You you know what I'm saying, and so it makes you question if if somebody's really about it, or if are you really trying to spread this knowledge, or does this make you feel like you're a one up white person? You you know what I mean? Make you feel better about yourself. uh, Yeah.
1: Or that like, or that like, you posting something is like. I'm checking my, but my, rocking with black people. Exactly, and that's
2: a real thing, bruh And I hate trendy. because like you I said, didn't make me and, as a white
1: guy, yep. not want to post shit like that. And that's I'm like, what ah, I'm that's saying is I, where
2: is a line drawn? Or you know, I hate to have to think like that, but it's really a thought. And for me, some of those posts, they they really hit home. Like it, it's hard to see that shit every day. And especially to have to think, are you even posting this from a good place or is this your way of trying to align with being cool? You feel me? Of course and so it,
1: I mean, And that's it's, it's tough, man. man. And, Dude, and, it really and, fucking is, man. Yeah. And, and that's I, why... I just hate that... Like, I, I, get, I like that people are nice to each other and that's cool and everything, but it's like, when are we just going to look at each other square in the face and say, cut the shit? Like, yeah, we real. know you're... And I hate to use this term because I think it's fucked up... But like, you're, bro, you're like you're virtue signaling is what you is what they call it. What and you think? I just it's just like it, it, it and it pisses me off because I want to you know because this is where the this like is you said arena. coming from a
2: good place. It, it, it makes you not want to even. The arena put...
1: is social media. That's where like most of this oh, war sure. is being That's, waged. I've seen it, but I don't want to participate in that because all these corn like it's corny, it's corny and like and and like it it's looks corny. and it looks totally disingenuous. And then it's like, now I can't, I mean, for my own sense of ethics, I'm like, I can't fucking, you know, post some bullshit on social media that I, that is totally out of my character and doesn't align with what I do day in and day out. And then come here on the podcast and be like, Hey guys, you know, I don't know. Just for me, it's just like, it's fucking bullshit. And then, sorry. uh, No,
0: no, I, I, I think I, I think I can answer this in a decent way. I think that comes back, it all circles back down to you, the individual. And what I mean by that is, I forget the episode number, but for those of y'all get to scrolling and go back and listen to it because we had a conversation before and the title of the episode, I think it was something to the extent of the power of the unfollow button. And when it comes to social media, while I do agree Majority of it is fluff, but a lot of the fluff that we're seeing is based on the people that we are willing to follow because we feel like we have to follow them because maybe we went to school with them or maybe we socialized with them at the local bar or maybe we used to work with them. And I think far too often we connect our human connection to these people to that of social media because we've elevated and social media has been intentional in elevating itself to be the human connector when in all reality, it can be if you use it the right way, but I think that we've allowed, in a lot of ways, as a society, things to get out of control on that front. Yeah,
2: simply unfollow so, the fucker simply as you that if you feel like You feel like
0: they're triggering you. I'm fucking follow and, and, I mean, and I'm not, and, and, and I'm not saying that that's the all-in-all answer, the, the all-be-all-in-all answer, but because I also think social media works in a lot of ways. Where, for example, I'm talking about Jamel Janelle Bynum. Who I'm interviewing, like I said, not to get into any of it, but if you just go to her Twitter right now and you follow her, a lot of the stuff that I'm saying about the testimonial stuff, which is the reason why I'm even willing to talk about it before this article gets released, she's tweeting it and she's talking about it on Twitter. Same goes for AOC. It was something she was talking about. i seen an AOC post recently and she was really, really harping on community support because Like I said, these sessions are happening. I interviewed Wyden not too long ago, and the first Senate session was when he becomes the chair of the Senate Finance Committee after Inauguration Day. All of this stuff is happening in the now, and that's where I think we have to really be more intentional in trying to get to the meat and potatoes of the change that we actually want to see, and for me personally, I think a lot of that goes to... Why voting is so important and why we're investing into these elected officials because they are elected officials, they're public servants. And right now is the time where that change can happen more than just about any other time, which is why I wanted to make sure we spoke about it in this light on this podcast where you may or may not hear it on other podcasts because that energy just needs to translate into how we can actually be strategic and tactful to change it based on what's already being proposed in the now. And I think a lot of people aren't talking about that enough, or maybe a lot of people I'm seeing aren't talking about that enough. But that also could be simply because I'm following a lot of bullshit people to where I'm seeing the trendy shit like we're talking about rather than needing to see the meat and potatoes of what I need to see to really
2: try to seek and, and, and yeah. pursue change in the ways that we want I've, to see it. I've had, I've had an ally confidently tell me, like, in addition to the bullshit that you do run into at the protests and, you know, standing against the police and all of that, they like, it's kind of fun. Like, you drink, you smoke, you, you... Like, that... If you think of the grand scheme of how serious this issue is and then the fact that, like, in addition to the good that we do... It's also an outlet for us to hang out, meet new friends in the pandemic. Like, literally, bruh. And that's what I mean by that shit watered down to me, bruh. Yeah, I I think... uh, think,
0: That's crazy. and, And here's the thing. Like, I think the way in which they said it was wrong... I'm not mad at at folks having
2: fun and protesting. I've seen a girl go out there, shake her ass, and then say twerking for justice. Exactly. (laughs) See that
1: shit is. (laughs) It's all about. (laughs) But it's all about who you follow. but
0: why did you see it? But why did you see it? because he was so, somebody I push. have a personal yeah, connection exactly. with yeah. yeah so it's like you gotta yeah. sometimes we, we gotta grapple but, but with
1: what I'm saying is me unfollowing like, is not I, going I, to change that's that I honestly that, think. That, think it's even worse <laughs> to be like well I'll just unfollow him and just make sure that my world is that, all that, and that's all dude. I'm saying it's like I, uh, I need to see uh, that this shit is going on you need to know
2: that protests girl. that's what I'm yeah I need to know that and stay far from her ass in real life you know what I mean I'm
0: not opposed to that I'm only speaking to I'm only speaking to when you talked about <laughs> you being... Sure I'm only funny. speaking... I'm not opposed to... I'm not saying you should or shouldn't unfollow people. I hear you. People. I know what you... I'm only speaking to when you know the, the, the fact that you were triggered. I knew the point. When you get triggered, that's when you gotta kind of get into the bag up, okay? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that, to, that
2: was that a trigger to me. Some... That was triggering to me that somebody could and literally... And this don't don't is at to, the heart of the George Floyd thing. Exactly, because it
1: just makes you feel like everything is just a
2: farce. But I feel what Spliff was saying, though. I feel like somebody like that who I I do have some kind of no in real life. I needed to see that on social media no, to know yeah. that I'm not fucking with that person yeah. in real life the same kind of way. I so agree. although it didn't trigger me to where it's like, oh, I'm finna You know, it's like, right of it's, like okay, bitch, yeah. it's yeah. like, okay, it's like, okay, that that just showed me where you where woman, you re- you know. So, so I'm sorry. if it's any trigger, it's just a reminder of, to what I already knew is that. You really don't feel this here, right? Well, In I, the same I, fashion that well, it you just, know, it
1: just sucks because you know it's like you, you know these protests, <laughs> and, you know, they would happen after mm-hmm. after um, you know, uh, work. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, they, they would, <laughs> right would happen today. after work. Yeah. and people would go down there, and you know, I was I was uh, you know, I, I wasn't too far away from any of these when they were when they were happening, and it's just very unfortunate that at night you have, I mean, without trying to, you know, point fingers or talk whatever. But it's like you have people who are drinking and smoking in the street by the thousands protesting and they're trying to, you know, go toe to toe with the police and that's all great. And then every morning, even around, you know, close to the time where as it gets late here in a snowy Portland evening, you know, there are homeless people and there are black people who we see numbers wise, these same police that are going toe to toe with these drinking kids and, and everyone else who wants to jump in on this trend. Mm-hmm. When you all go home, they're still arresting these people yep. mm-hmm. and they're still abusing these people mm-hmm. in the yep. same streets that you claim that you're fighting for. Mm-hmm. And it's just like really, unf- it, it, it sucks. I mean, it just it sucks because you know it just it's all coming back. It's coming full circle again into you know just the the real fragility of the 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 point. And like the and the and the care that people seemingly, you know, claim to have. That's why I think that social media, in a lot of ways, is dangerous. It's in dangerous. that way, because it gives you this inflated place to, you know, be this type of person that you know they all you know the old trope is like. You wouldn't say the same things that you say, like if you were beefing with somebody. Well, it's also how much information you
2: have access to that can be dangerous because it can make somebody, it can mask somebody to look like they're so involved and so into it. But all it takes is for them to be following the right page that's quoting facts or what you think is to be facts, and you reposting. You feel like you did your job for today yeah. so it, it we could go about it all day but we are at the hundred minute mark damn near for we're today. gonna keep going though
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I there's just a few things that we still got to acknowledge we I don't I don't mind that the conversation got extensive because I think the importance of the subject that we are talking about it, it, it is what it is um, but the Asian American the the abuse of these elderly Asian people have to stop um, it's terrible we, it, and it's happening primarily in our hometown in the, Bay, in the yeah. Bay area. Um, so I think, you know, not with me trying to get over, it's just flat out fucking wrong. Like, it's just, it needs to stop. And I, I think we would be irresponsible. We can't catch everything, but is I think it, we would be it irresponsible a not to reason?
2: talk about that here. Uh, is it a di- direct reason or... Root behind this are I just they, say
0: racism? <laughs> I mean, well, I know, but I'm saying, but but like, know. you don't just Do they know,
2: like, I don't know, I don't the, know the groups I
1: don't know. of people who are like doing this. It's black
2: people it, that is looking like it's ultimately black people that are doing attacking this. attacking Asian Americans, yeah. But I'm, I thought it was cool Asians with it, and see it's see elderly, it's yeah. like literally That's... attacking elderly. And somebody went and pushed the an elderly, 84 year old uh, Asian man. He and died. he hit his head and yeah, died, yeah, right, yeah. in San Francisco. Then there was another attack. Then some other dude seen an elderly Asian man, beat him up, ran through his pockets, and took his stuff. And he's yelling, get off me, get off... Like, it's a lot of hate crimes, but I'm just... What I was asking a Root is, like, I don't know if this is... Oh, I if think this you is, just said it. hate is the root. I don't know <laughs> if it's hate... I, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it was corona-related with that whole... China, uh, like I'm trying to put a I, yeah, that's uh a, something to it, I it I to why it. it's a target. You feel me? Because it, it's know, so random. I guess
1: see, I, that's so. I don't that, to pick, pick really old shocking, Asian you, Americans you, like that's random. Know, like you remember, uh, like I mean, I, I I was born that year, but the the L.A. riots in '92, um, like a, a large portions of Asian like business owners and and neighborhood members, they were like um holding down like whole like streets and like protecting like ultimately protecting Yeah it's random to it me. Yeah, it's wrong. I don't enough. know. It it I don't know stop. the root of it. I don't it needs know where to it comes out out from, but
0: it needs to stop. We need stop to cut that today. shit out. Is it, it's is it disrespectful. COVID? It's just not cool. It's, it's not just cool. It's not okay. So like I said I don't I don't wanna talk in circles because i really don't know like i don't know why it's happening i do know it no longer needs to happen and i think like i said i think it would be irresponsible for us to yeah, not crazy. say that here on this podcast we haven't even talked about the fucking super bowl you social justice warriors hey man <laughs> thank you tom <laughs> some things are
2: more important some
1: things no are I'm, more
0: just important. Being, I'm just giving it. i'm joking but but Like I said, I think that warranted the time that it got. It was deserving of the time that it got. Um, Because I love hearing, again, I talked about diversity of tactics. One thing I was talking to you on the phone about earlier to to Spliff, I love the diversity when it comes to POVs, point of views. So when we get into these drawn-out conversations because our point of views are different, I love it. But the Super Bowl – Tom Brady wins again. And I'll just be flat out. I'll just come out and flat out say I've been watching some mainstream media, uh, sports media in particular, because obviously the Super Bowl is the biggest sporting event that America has to offer. And I'm a bit confused as to why everybody is coming out and finally saying that Tom Probably Brady is the, the GOAT.
1: the football player
0: of all time. Like, I'm not confused because he went the, to the
2: Buccaneers. For a while, we thought it was Belichick. We thought it was the weapons around him. We thought it was Jordan the won. Jordan won no, every ring no, he listen, got with Bill no, Jackson s- and
0: the Bulls. Like no, no, no like I'm, to me, I'm, it I'm just, just saying. I mean, like, like, it, like it, I said, it,
2: yeah, it's real talk. talk with with I, I, everything that's based around his career, the cheating, the Deflategate, the Tuck Rule, the players that he's had, the legacy, the being in New England, like all of that shit. We Boston and his championship nature, like all of that stuff goes into account. Like we thought that all was it, and furthermore, they didn't start off good this year. It's not like Brady just went to the Bucks and then it just clicked. So I think it just showed a little bit more. And then he beat post-MVP, uh, post-Super Bowl champion. It's like it all aligned where this showed the most adversity and, 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 and maybe that we paid attention to. Maybe not that he's gone through for yeah. sure, but a lot of that shit seemed like, fed Tom, the high school jock that everything goes his way, the hot supermodel girlfriend, the champion, and the cheater, and all that. But this showed adversity that he overcame, and and I think that's why. I uh,
1: appreciate that you have me on the pod because I'm just here to offer what I think is the objective facts of the world, the way that I see it, and I also happen to love when people hate greatness because I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady is objectively the best football player that's ever walked the face of the freaking earth. I think he's And he that's true. just the bottom yeah. line. So, but, but
0: my but my point is, I think we're all in agreement right. on that. Yeah. My point is, why are we just now saying it? Do you agree with what I said me, about that 100%, the ab- 100% because, right? For me because personally, people hate
1: greatness. and I that's, don't know why. And that's what I'm saying. For me like personally, personally. Why do you hate Seeing the best that something can be done. For me personally, I
0: was established when he was down 28-0 against the Atlanta Falcons... (sighs) and came back and won it that won Super Ellen. Bowl that was when he became the greatest football player to time. me and that was some years ago now what? I'm like why are we just now having this conversation and I'm not saying I think you you made some valid yeah, points we've been, I've I've been having, having a conversation though yeah, we yeah, have been, but, been, but it's but, been, elevated but, but, right but, now but, but, so but what is. I'm saying is it's right now, now it's like yeah it was it's the whole dynasty there people held out but I'm like but like I said we talk about Jordan we talk about Jordan he only won I know you talked about you know the defense. Kobe is like, Jordan, what do we say? Jordan, Jordan the but with then the got, but it, got, it, got, it got, and then it got
2: inflated, and he, he was the best. It was, after. it was a lot more talked about yeah. once Shaq left, and he won that one with Paul Gasol. Even I'm just LeBron. being honest. Even LeBron.
1: He, I mean, he, he won them yeah, two th- in Miami, this is, and they were like, he's not gonna. Even when he won in Cleveland, Cleveland with nobody. Like, Shit, LeBron me? is a different story. I'm just I'm saying I'm talking about
2: the GOAT. I'm, but I'm these the are goat all GOAT talk. These are all being <laughs> oh, goat talk.
1: Well everyone's talking about um the 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 goat conversation that people that sparked a lot of controversy online was people are the way that whoever framed that stupid graphic that I just think is stupid, they go, is it time now to say that Tom Brady is the greatest athlete that ever it's like, no. He's not the greatest athlete. He's the greatest winner. He's, he's not the greatest great. winner ever in He's not even the sport. greatest athlete on his team right now. Like, right. dude, come on, bro. Right. Why do you got to say it like that? Like, but I get what they're great. trying to Ad- say.
2: I guess As a classified athlete, they're not saying he's the most athletic they're saying no, he's no, the greatest exactly. team player, and that's what they mean. But that's you, how
1: people took it, and it's I, not. It's
2: I, like saying that. the best rapper. You're not saying he was he's the most lyrical, or, or, or yeah, it's the best it's fucking the best rapper. rapper you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah like no, I, I said, I just, I just think, like I said, maybe I'm just ahead of the curve because I think everything you said was valid. But when he came back from down 28-0 against the Atlanta Falcons, that for me was that solidified. Every, so like to see that conversation Happening again now I'm like well I think we already Kind of knew that And we I gotta think about
2: it spread. bro We got I short term memory loss We're in the moment That's right the now I'm yeah. sure that circulated a lot I, Cause I still heard That comparison this year Being talked about He came back from 28 old. Like it's not like People forgot That definitely was part Of honing him As the GOAT for well, real But I think this year Solidified suit. it And we ain't even mentioned it yet <laughs> Above all He's 43 right now. That, in addition to everything else, it's like, he, like you but said. he was
0: 40 when he did but that. But like you said, I was still some me. years ago, but I, I'm just saying. He <laughs> was 40. Like, that was a
2: 40-year-old yeah, 40 quarterback. 43, 43 yeah. is unheard of, though. He, he really, 40
1: 43. Is 40, is damn near, insane. I mean, it's all been Marv cashed in at 42. And, of, and that's and what that I'm saying. We've seen again.
2: that, but it's like We're 43 is like, still. And Taking it from God. zero to hero. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah,
0: he's the greatest. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. But he's been the greatest, is all is all I've been getting at. It's like, damn, why are we just now having this conversation? What did y'all think about some of the performances? The weekend halftime. The the uh, <laughs> the, week, the weekend
1: looked like y'all a weekday. <laughs> the work
2: week. <laughs> yeah, he looked like a work weekend, yeah. daddy.
1: Bro, the weekend was trash, and I could not believe after I got online, you know, online. After the game, people were going, "Man, the weekend, definition of swag!" And man, his performance was so—I'm sorry—were you watching the same performance? This dude looked like Grandpa Joe coming out of Willy Wonka with less energy. He had no—he he can't dance. They had to use camera trickery. He's an okay singer, but still didn't put on a good scene performance. I thought it was one of the worst halftime performance shows I've seen in recent memory. Yeah,
2: I sure. I'm an artist, so I don't like to talk too much, but it it wasn't that good. It to wasn't me. good, it wasn't bro. That good hey, I'm
1: an artist too. He's whack. That was
2: whack. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really I, whack. I, I don't want to add that take. No, but listen, <laughs> but, I, I've seen, but hey, I've seen, let it fly, but I've seen, but I've seen the know? weekend,
1: but I've seen the weekend put on fantastic performances. Hey, yeah, I've seen them live really and really excited. Great. I was he was really great. excited for yeah, the performance. It just, yeah, wasn't But it just wasn't good. I don't know what. Happened there Something just The whole From top to bottom It just didn't work I I don't get it
0: Her might Her might be The Best artist In Music right now And I know that's and I'm more so speaking to the music I listen to. I let think me be you clear. biased
2: on some
1: Vallejo <laughs> shit. That's cool. Yeah, I was, was going to say that, but... That's cool. <laughs> She's really that's great. Cool. I, I, She's definitely I, I, the best I, I, let art, let me be clear. female R&B vocalist out there right now, that's for sure. I, I think art, I don't want
0: to just say vocalist. I think artist, because the, 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 yeah. the, the musicianship yeah. That, yeah. that comes with it... I think the musicianship, yeah. So yeah. the musicianship more so yeah. than the, the artist. The musicianship I mean, she, that comes with it... She can't sing. I'm talking about the package. She can sing. And, again, as we talked about Tom Brady... She got the Grammys to back her. I'm talking about like she has continues to win accolade after accolade after accolade, and I would say rightfully so. And when I say the best in the game, I'm speaking more in terms of you know how we call how we talk about who the hottest in the game is. Just because you're like Kendrick is, you could say Kendrick is the best rapper. Like Lil Baby ain't Lil Baby ain't better than Kendrick, but look, but Lil Baby's the hottest in rap. He's right like, oh, now, that's of the saying? point I was trying and to make what, earlier It's yeah.
2: subjective. By little, it, you know, little
0: baby, little baby is 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 hotter than Kendrick right now because Kendrick ain't dropped nothing. But when Kendrick drops, he's gonna show why he has always been and th- still is
1: better than little baby. I trust Kendrick Lamar. I, I really, I would really like him to drop, but I trust that he's he's just gathering his information. I really believe that he's just waiting. I think the good ones, you know, you they, think uh, it's coming this year, Kendrick Lamar project.
0: No, but yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, I think it is. I think I think we're going to see sort of a, uh, uh, what's his label, TDE rollout this year that Kendrick will be a part of. But like I said, when it comes to her, l- let me be clear when I say best, I think she's the hottest, I guess, right now, artist in regards to the total package. Like the total package right now today, what we're seeing from artists that are like, very very hot and relevant today she's performing at every award show and killing it she's 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 made records for for you know obviously the some of the better R&B records that we're hearing today she's made social justice type records like she's just killing it on all fronts right now and I don't know if there's like a newer artist right now that's killing it on as many fronts as her is and like I said I'm more so speaking to hip hop and R&B I don't want to talk about country because I don't listen to it there might be somebody great in country who I don't know is doing every bit that her is doing from that standpoint but Her And, yeah, there's some Vallejo bias there, too. I'll take that and receive that as well. But I don't think that's all that I have to stand on when I'm saying that is ultimately what I'm getting at. Um, Charles Woodson made it to the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Charles Woodson, the greatest Raider of my lifetime. One of the greatest cornerbacks to ever do it. Greatest Raider of my lifetime. Nobody epitomized Oakland Raider football more than Charles Woodson since I've been a fan of... Football in the Oakland Raiders, which has pretty much been my entire life since I can remember. I mean, we played for the Vallejo Raiders growing up. That was our Pop Warner team. That translated into us being Oakland Raider fans. So, yeah, I think, you know, I want to just send a huge congratulations. Everybody knows how big of a diehard Raider fan that I am, and I think that must be acknowledged. Lastly, not to end on kind of a sad note here, but last episode – I wanted to kind of do this in memoriam thing because so many people have just been dying left and right. And I don't want to forget anybody while I'm kind of off the top of the head with it right now. But I think what happened was we started talking about Hank Aaron and his impact. And I just kind of forgot to talk about everybody else that I initially planned to. I don't have the list right in front of me, but I know, D-Boy, you wanted to talk about um, Screech. Yeah. From Saved by the Bell, Justin Diamond. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Diamond. I was, I said, man, I was my second favorite nerd geek. You feel me? Urkel. Um, number Urkel, one. Urkel yeah. number one. I See. won some costume contest being Steve Urkel <laughs> on Halloween. You remember? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, behind that. And, and I think that's just that nostalgia, that childhood that we grew up together. You remember, we had cool parents, man. We didn't want to go to school one mental of the days, days, mental health days. We would yeah. sit up all day and watch all of these sitcoms and shows that came on during the um during the weekdays. And, and it was just... That was one of our go-tos, you feel me? I was a I was all, into all that. The Saved by the Bells, The Boy Meets World, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, The Steve Harvey shows. Like That's what we did, so... Uh, me reading up that he had got diagnosed with cancer recently i seen that as recent as within the past month or so and you know you usually don't expect the fight to be so short-lived um you know after reading something so to see that he got diagnosed and then passed that quickly um it obviously was a severe case of it and r.i.p to him
0: absolutely um also Seku smith Somebody I was a fan of. I I love back. Honestly, when you talk about those mental health days, Mm -hmm. we watched the sitcoms. I was one of those kids that also watched NBA TV. Mm -hmm. I was big on like while most people watched ESPN. This is before the debate shows got really, really popular. Like you had the radio shows that you would see on TV. Um, I think now we're in more of a debate, a sports debate era when it comes to these TV shows, but um, Sekou Smith was somebody that I watched often on NBA TV. We had it all. We had the NBA TV on on subscription and just one of my, just one of the most down to earth sports journalists, more so primarily covering the NBA, of course um, that I've come to know during my stint of just growing up and watching different sports journalists on different platforms, because obviously we've always been into sport. Um, And then just to see the response that he got from so many other of the sports journalists within this community that, that we work in um, it, it just goes to show how great he was um, also, who did we have? Uh, Gomez. Pedro say. Pedro oh. Gomez from ESPN, oh, another right, one. Right. Just baseball passed away. Man, baseball, baseball yeah. Huge, big-time, big-time baseball. baseball um, sports
1: journalist, long-time career with ESPN. He was another one. Were you going to say something mm-hmm. about Seiku real quick? No, I was going to mention uh, Chick Korea died two days ago as we're recording this podcast. Chick Korea, absolute mammoth jazz legend, played with Miles Davis and his late band's uh, formed a super group, Return to Forever, with like Kirby Hancock, M- McCoy Tyner. Nominated over 60 times, won 23 Grammys. Damn. A social <laughs> activist. Yeah. I mean, an absolute legend in the game. He died. Rest in peace, Chicory. Absolutely. So.
0: Cicely Tyson is another one, longtime actress. Um, one of the more long-standing black actresses that we've ever had really long-standing actresses ever she had over a six, 60-year career she died yeah. in her mid-90s I want to say funny 95, enough. 96 she passed away at so definitely F- funny know, enough
1: about Cecily is that uh, her and Miles Davis were a couple and they were considered one of like the first black Hollywood power couples. Mm. And uh, they yeah. were together and, I mean, we, it looks like 2021 is starting off just like 2020. Starting up, John Chaney. ain't going to say but that. John, no, no, but, no but, but you know what, <laughs> but no, what I was going to say is is that we're just going to do, you know, we're just going to do what we keep doing. We just keep pushing. Yeah,
0: John Chaney is another one. Rest in peace. Very, people's memories. Very know? prominent college basketball we lost coach. A by now era. last
2: year, though. That was sick. Yeah, that was crazy.
0: That was but, was yeah, we had, you know, John, I think, I think that was sick impactful-wise, but I do think, like, kind of speaking to Spliff's point, that's a lot of deaths that we just rattled off. We didn't talk about hanging. Huh? but I think we were a little bit more numb to it because we did deal with, obviously, Kobe's passing, which was Mammoth, and then we dealt with this pandemic where we're just seeing people dying left and right because we're in the midst of, yeah, of a global health pandemic, COVID, so it's like peace. you know what I mean. Rest in peace from everybody that's died from COVID. One hundred percent. And let's not forget John Chaney from
2: Temple, though. You as shout him out. as as a baseball player, Tommy Lasorda, man, yeah, you can't forget can't about forget him Tommy Tommy too. Lasorda, Tommy Lasorda, big time in the in the MLB. Uh, yeah, helped a lot of black men. You feel me? And so. Shout out and rest in peace, Tommy Lasorda as well. He passed on January 7th, 2021.
0: Absolutely. So like I said, not to end on, on, on a, you know, a bad note, but I definitely Paying want homage. to pay homage. Because um, like I said, my plan was to do that the last episode, but we just got so caught up in the Hank Aaron conversation, and rightfully so, because he's Hank Aaron, that we kind of segued into the next topic without acknowledging this long list of people that that have passed away already, that have had huge influence and impact on all of us. Um, on that note, I'm ready to wrap it up, fellas. Hell yeah! Yeah. I mean, uh, Steph Curry's uh, the best hours. player in basketball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steph Curry. Yeah. All right, LeBron. Uh, hey, LeBron's still gonna get that MVP yeah. though. Yeah, no, but I Steph. Step is the. I do think Steph is the most entertaining basketball player that we have today. I mean, that's for sure. He's, 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 the he's the hardest to
2: guard. He's the. He's 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 insane. He's doing
0: some crazy stuff right now. But we'll talk more NBA on the next episode. On that note. We'll leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and, and go, go in.